It's been a horrific weekend on the water. Six people drowned. Surf lifesavers had to rescue more than 50 people from the water in the northern region, including 16 people at the same time in Raglan. Two separate accidents also involved spinal injuries after swimmers were dumped into the sand by large waves. Surf lifesaving northern region chief executive Matt Williams told me six drownings in 48 hours was six too many. It's as simple as that. Swim between the flags during patrol hours. Two drownings in Piha. Piha are a notoriously dangerous beach. Do you think swimmers should just avoid the area completely? All, all bodies of water, all beaches are dangerous. Uh, that's the facts. We had drownings at Narrow Neck. We had drownings at Big Manly uh, in Auckland, areas that are safe. And we need to have that mentality that no body of water, coastal or inland, is inherently safe. Humans aren't built for being in the water. Uh, it's not your friend, it's not kind, and then we're, therefore we need to take steps to keep ourselves safe. And right now, the number one step we're seeing people not take is swimming between the flags. And I say that with such certainty because every incident we've seen, all of those six incidents occurred outside of the flags. So coming back to basics, what's the one thing we can do uh, as a country to stop that drowning toll? What should we each do to take responsibility for this is to swim between the flags at a lifeguarded beach during patrol hours. Why do you think that's not getting through to people? I think, look, being honest, I think it's a convenience argument. We've got this laissez-faire attitude where we want to step off our, step out of our car, put our jandals on the beach and jump in the water right in front of us. And that's fraught with risk because many of us don't actually know what we're stepping into. The lifeguards and the flags take all of that out of the conversation because we put it in the safest part of the beach. And I think that laissez-faire attitude is, again, bedded down in the NZ mentality that the ocean is our friend, it's benevolent, and we can swim everywhere, where time and time again we see that is not true. Whether you're a great swimmer, whether you're a non-swimmer, you should be aiming to swim between the flags, and that extra five to ten minute drive to go to a patrolled beach can and will save your life. Lifeguards rescued 50 people over the weekend in the northern region. What levels of swimming competency are you seeing from those rescues? Uh, first, that's a crazy amount of rescues to be having. 16 individuals rescued in one go at RAG. And like, j- just picture that. You know, that's huge. And what we're seeing is competency aside, you know, how good you are a- as a swimmer, we want to see that common sense. And we want to sh- see people staying within their limits. And most of the time, no matter how good we are or how good we think we are, if we're being rescued, the genuine answer is that we've got outside of our limits. So uh, it's you know, using that common sense approach, taking a step back, hell, even talking to lifeguards when you get to the beach to get some advice to make sure you have a safe and enjoyable day at the beach. Are there enough patrolled beaches and spaces for people to safely enjoy the water or is this a matter of a lack of funding and not enough beaches being covered, not enough hours being covered, not enough surf lifesavers? Where does it sit? That's a really good question. So we've talked about the immediate solution. And what do we have to do today to stem that drowning time? That's swim between the flags. But naturally, it's what do we do tomorrow to ensure that this service is reflecting of that which is needed by the community? And you're right, there is a need for surf lifesaving to grow, simply because our country has grown and changed. Auckland is the most diverse city in the the South Pacific, and we're swimming in new locations where lifeguards haven't been. So how do we grow the service to accommodate that? And the answer is in partnership. Surf lifesaving doesn't get to dictate where it goes. We have to work with the community, and that has to be led by usually local government as they're the uh, coastal landowner, or iwi groups if it's iwi land. We want to be in the areas we need to be next summer, not still talking about how we're going to fund being in those areas next summer.
14-year high for the drowning death toll last year. What does this number of deaths in 48 hours signify to you about 2023? It gives a really good snapshot of the public attitude uh, around using the coastline, I think. We had uh, a bit of a false start to those summer numbers with some inclement weather keeping people away from the beach. And as soon as that sun came out, I think we've seen a lot of people go to the beach and just jump straight in the water and they forgot to engage the brain. They forgot those safety messages we were putting out early in summer to swim between the flags and now it's time to turn the tide. That was Surf Life Savings Northern Region Chief Executive Matt Williams.